0: Welcome to the Marketing That Generates podcast hosted by yours truly, Lauren Powell. For over a decade, I've partnered with business owners around the globe to create and implement their digital marketing strategy. Working together with their teams, we generate more leads, more customers, and more revenue. I'm here to make your business growth simpler by making online marketing simpler. Every week, I'll be interviewing other business owners about the strategies that are keeping their marketing relevant in the long term, so they're not hammered by monthly algorithm adjustments. So are you ready to generate more leads, better leads, and more sales-ready leads online while making the most of your oh-so-valuable time? Then this is the podcast for you. Are you tired of being promised the magic pill that's going to solve all your online marketing challenges? Well, this podcast does not promise quick overnight fixes, nor a one-size-fits-all marketing formula. Instead, it will empower you to think differently and more strategically about your marketing so that you get better results. So whether you're a business owner, solopreneur, or an aspiring entrepreneur, listen in and subscribe for zero fluff and actionable takeaways. And for bonus resources, go to marketingthatgenerates.com. In our current podcast series, I interview the owners of four very different financial businesses and we dive deep into their marketing. Today's episode is the fourth and final of the series, and I interview Tiffany Bastion, founder of Bastion Accounting. And as Tiffany says, she is not a boring accountant. And I'm pretty sure I've never laughed so hard while also speaking about accounting. Tiffany generously shares the behind the scenes of her marketing system and what's working well for her business. Plus, she explains her secret sauce, her unique niche that's allowed her business to grow exponentially. Tiffany is currently hiring her sixth team member. Listen in and don't forget to visit the show notes to get all the links for this episode. Welcome Tiffany. I'm super pumped to have you here today. Thank you. I am very excited to be here as well. Yeah, and I know it might sound a bit counterintuitive to be excited to talk about accounting and numbers, but I actually think it's kind of the fuel to any business and so that's why I'm really excited to be chatting with you.
1: Well, not a lot of people are excited about it, so I enjoy when others, you know, share my affinity for all things accounting.
0: <laughs> <laughs> First of all, like You have this incredible accounting firm that specifically serves photographers with their business finances. And speaking of getting excited about numbers, I'd love for you just to share a little more about the problem you help your clients solve.
1: Absolutely, so the biggest things I found was especially with creative minded individuals, which I sort of am myself, Um, I'm I'm definitely 50-50, I'm always in confliction, so, but you know, there's that business aspect and the financial aspect that always sort of comes last. I find that creatives will, you know, they're very passionate. They'll find something that they love and realize, oh my gosh, I can make a living at this. Like I can make money doing this. And then it just like takes off. And then they're just like a hot mess, if you will. (laughs) Right. Then they realize, wait a minute, what's sales tax? Someone said sales tax. What is this? What am I supposed to do? It's tax time already. And you know, that it's like, it's very overwhelming and I think it can feel super intimidating. So I really just first of all, on different levels, because I offer a array of services, but breaking it down and even for clients who we do things for, we do the done for you service. We educate them. It's like, I suppose education is the key to all of it. It's, it's teaching people. So they understand when people understand things, they can, I can serve them better because now they know versus just doing what I tell you to do.
0: (laughs) Right. Right. And I, hear you say when someone's a creative, they have a very amazing skill set that many of us don't. And it can be easy to overlook the numbers and some of these kind of really complicated financial pieces that you don't necessarily know when you start your own business, maybe because the barrier to entry is pretty easy. You just, you know, I don't know, get an Instagram profile and tell people, you know, you can take photographs. or you, yeah, yeah. Yeah. But to your point, there are a lot of nuances to making money, keeping money, (laughs) being compliant with the government and what you owe them and and, uh, what kind of taxes you owe them. And I know, especially with photographers, that is complicated because it's both a service and a good, right? So I imagine people feel, your clients feel a sense of relief when you teach them and they better understand, okay, here's what I should be doing and here's why I should be doing it.
1: Absolutely. And I think there's a sense of confidence that comes from, oh, I understand that. (laughs) When you start to understand things then you can walk forward, like, I feel like every, anything is possible for them after that, that point, you know,
0: totally. And presumably the whole reason they got into business is to make and keep yes. money and yes. not give it all to the IRS. I definitely and not... say that a lot. I'm like, I know because a lot
1: of them get into this making ends meet and they're like, cool, I don't have to work for somebody else, but I also go to bed at night going, oh my God, I don't know all these things. And there is that other, it's a trade-off. For that like stability with that total, you know, that stress, but you know, it is possible. And I think that maybe my industry makes things seem like they're more complicated than they are. And that's why I feel like I get a lot of people who will be like, wait, you're an accountant. And I'm like, yes, (laughs) like like that surprises people. But, um, you know, it is, it's, 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 it's kind of one of the oldest trades, right? So I just feel like people have this like idea about it and that it's hard, it's complicated. You have to be a CPA and a special kind of person to get it. And you don't.
0: No, but it does help to have someone absolutely walking you through absolutely. everything. So you're not like, you
1: don't know what you don't know, right? right. Like, and it's not like the IRS or any state, because every state has its own tax laws for sales tax and things. It's not like any of them make it simple. Like, hey, did you want to start a business? Here's what
0: you do. <laughs> they don't. No, no. And by the way, if you go on any state website, to try and like log into their business center and be like, what do I need to do? It's like, you end up with more questions than you had when you got there. (laughs) Yeah. It's a freaking nightmare. And the user experience is horrific. And, um, like I was just walking through this with my husband when he's like, he recently opened a business and he's like, what, what are quarterly taxes? And I'm like, you know, and he's like, how, how am I supposed to know this? Where am I supposed to find this information? How do I do these calculations? And so to have someone like you be like, hey, here's what you need to do. Here's one you need to do it. Don't worry about all the rest, uh, I think is probably a godsend.
1: Yeah. And that's the biggest thing is like, it's kind of like weird because I, you know, I am an accountant, but we do business formations. We do all these other pieces just because like, a lot of things, the biggest thing I teach on is business structure, just because. A lot of people in general, not just photographers, not just creatives, don't understand the different structures and how, how they work for you and how they can save you money. And so it's intimidating and they don't even try. And then a lot of people will try to go online and they'll get like matched up with some attorneys off it. And that costs a lot. Like, it's very confusing. Like, there's a lot of misinformation, I would say, out there about all of these things. And I feel like it's my life's journey to to just stamp those out. <laughs>
0: I love that. And <laughs> to that point, like how often do you probably hear people saying, oh, I just went on like Zoom and formed it, you know. Right. <laughs> and the thing about uh, those kinds kind of as
1: things as is it's kind of like TurboTax. Don't get me wrong. There's 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 some simple returns you could do on TurboTax, but there's a certain thing where software asks you questions. It doesn't like a person doesn't know all the other things you're not telling it. And if it doesn't ask it then it doesn't know. And the same thing for any of those, LegalZoom walks you through, and my my sister-in-law is an attorney, and so she had told me that with LegalZoom or something like that, that a lot of times you overpay because you get things you don't need for your state, but it's just like easier to be safe than sorry.
0: And or you pay on the back end when you made the wrong choice. Yes, this is true. (laughs) This is very true. So tell us a little bit about kind of the different services and courses that you offer because you... Mention that you have a few different ways you work with photographers.
1: Right. So the first thing is like we have, we have a lot. I have a lot of freebies. I have a lot of things like I have a state by state sales tax guide for photographers. So Most of what I teach, I will say is general information. It could really apply to any business, but how I teach this is every example and everything I do is specifically for photographers. So like the sales tax guide, I break down every state and we talk about what are digital prints? What do you have to do with those? What do you do with services? Uh, Every state's different. Oh my gosh. Some, some, you know, physical prints, if you print those out. So it's specific to them, but then I have do it yourself courses. And right now I actually just released. So I have like a It's called the Complete Tax uh, Collection, and it has all three of my courses. So it has the foundational teaching you about business structure, the taxes, what you need to know, the different tax forms. Like, um, I mean, it goes through how to pay yourself, how to save for retirement, and then you get The Master of Bookkeeping, which teaches you how to set this up in QuickBooks and take care of your own bookkeeping, and then Sales Tax 101, because quite honestly, sales taxes are such a pain, it needs its own course. Like it needs to go deep. (laughs) Uh, And it's probably got the most modules, but I went through every scenario you could possibly think of because I answer these questions all day. I have a Facebook group and Every day, it's like I answer the same, you know, same questions. I created that group so there was an environment where people could talk to somebody who knows what they're talking about because I'm in tons of other groups where, I mean, bless their hearts, people will ask a question and they're like, oh, yeah, well, my sister's friend's cousin is a CPA and said to do this, but they don't even live in the same state as you or so it may not even be the same or, you know, so it's it really is, I think everyone's tax situation is very unique and so... Unfortunately, most of the information out there is very generalized. So it's trying to teach people when to know that something is maybe, you know, it's general, but then how it would apply to them. That's the most important piece.
0: Absolutely. And
1: I shall say know, we, there's also, a time and- we also do we also have one-on-one services where we do everything for our clients. So we set everything up in QuickBooks, we get everything up up to date and compliant. So, like, you know, if they if they a lot of our clients come to us saying, they never knew about sales tax or whatever. We work with the state, we get all that sorted out and then we take care of it, but we educate them on the way. They have access to all of my courses. They have access to all of the information. If they have a question, we refer them to a video. Like I'm, the, the more I can teach them, the easier our job is to help them because we can spend it on the bigger things than t- explaining all the little details if we can show them how things work. But that's that's our whole array of things that we do. It's
0: pretty much a lot. Beautiful. Yeah, so- I love that there's multiple options, meaning someone who's not yet ready for done-for-you services but still needs help has a, not, has a way to work with you. And I love the um, kind of empowerment thread that runs through everything you do, which is we're not going to like sit behind the scenes and keep this all a secret and like magically make this work for you. We're going to... Yeah, I
1: definitely tell clients, on, we have a Zoom call in the beginning after they fill out the application to work with us. And I'm like, literally if we move forward, we're in your life. Like, that's it. You're making a commitment. You have us because we run everything. (laughs) We have an app. That's where we chat. That's where we send tasks. They have a direct connection to us. Like, I'm like, so no, you know, there's days of handing everything over to a CPA and never hearing back from them until long after tax day is over and they've already filed an extension is over. We're in your life for good. (laughs)
0: Like, I mean, I'm sure that's an adjustment for some people, but I bet it honestly feels good. Like no one really likes. I think about it like um, web design sometimes. You know, uh, you'll hire a developer, and then they'll disappear for like two months because they're building something. Right? And you're or imagining this, weeks, yeah. So. <laughs> you're like, and you're like, what is happening over there? You know, you don't know what's happening, and you don't know is it going well? Is it going poorly? Because it just kind of all feels like magic, and. Sometimes things can go off the rails, but you don't know because you think things are going well, but then they're not. Anyways, I think people being informed along the way really helps build trust.
1: Yeah. And that's a huge thing that we do. Like even with taxes. So we also do taxes and tax planning, but tax planning, I would say, is the ultimate thing. And I teach it in the courses and we do it for our clients. This is the thing people, I think, just to hear it and they're not really sure what it is. And so I break it all down. It's super simple to figure out where you're at so you know where you're going. Uh, and the thing is, like having that support and knowing that somebody's going to tell you when you need to worry or when you need to adjust something. You know, we we do the quarterly tax plan and we're like, hey, S-Corp looks better for you right now. We should move over and do that and we can help them with that. But it's not it's knowing you have something taken care of that you don't have to worry about. It's kind of I, I don't know. I'm, i am I'm trying to think of a good analogy of that in life. But it's like oh, I don't have to worry. Like, like I wouldn't try to roof my house or I wouldn't go try to fly an airplane. Like, (laughs) but it's nice to know that somebody could do that for me and it's okay.
0: And I'm going to get there
1: safe. And it's
0: definitely one of those scenarios. Yeah. And sometimes financial situations change, right? And you don't want to wait until April 10th (laughs) to be looking at your taxes and thinking about, oh shoot, I owe all this money or, oh shoot, I didn't, uh, file state tax or, oh shoot, whatever, you but know, the scenario then, is than I do. But even then you like
1: don't know how you did either. You could, you know, if you're, d- it is that tax planning piece is huge and, and it's huge mm-hmm. because, you know, it, this is all my own experience. Like I owed a huge amount in my first couple years of business. It grew so much. I was embarrassed because I'm an accountant I was working on my client stuff so diligently that I was like, oh my God. So what I do for me, I do for them. It's like, when you can know what's going on, there's such clarity and then you can make better decisions and, you know, I think a lot of, again, a lot of self-employed individuals sort of just make ends meet and then they cram it all together at the at tax time and stress out. And they don't even know. Maybe they don't know. Maybe they have a refund, but they don't really know why. They don't know how they could change that. Or And then that's the thing is TurboTax isn't going to tell you that.
0: No. And it allows you, because as a business owner, you do wear a lot of hats. It allows you to give one of those hats to someone else and where you're just kind of like the collaborator or the support um, or helping things strategically. But I think it's nice sometimes to be like, Hey, you wear this hat for me so I can focus on the other hats that I do better.
1: Yeah. I think like that's the best, like the first true step as an entrepreneur, like when you really know that you you're you're in this is when you decide and realize that you can't do it all and that you have to, you know, outsource things. And I, I, I've heard this in a lot of different places, so I don't know where to give credit to, but like that idea of like for, you know, a square broken to four quadrants. You know, things you're good at, things you're you love doing, things you're bad at, things you hate doing. Your sweet spots, what you love doing and you're good at. And luckily for you, there are people like myself and other people that can do the things you hate doing and you're not good at, and they can do a better job than you, and that gives you more time to do the thing you're good at, which is probably what brings your revenue in. But it's like we all struggle as entrepreneurs, like it means failure. It's like, oh my God, like I you know, and it's hard too with social media. You see other people, so you're like, well, they're doing it all, but I don't think any successful person is doing it all. No. Like behind every successful
0: any- person is a team of people. <laughs> <laughs> no. And I'm not a photographer, but for me, the first thing that I took off my plate was uh, tax planning and then bookkeeping. And it was the best gift in the world. I was like, thank God. Yeah. Like, I suck at this. Like, I really don't understand these forms. And like, someone else is going to take care of it for me. They're going to ask me the right questions. I'm still going to be involved. I'm not like... right. You know, it's no, not completely all you out you of my need hands. You to worry
1: versus yeah. you just worry that you don't know what you don't know and it just go- keeps going on and on. And Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah.
0: <laughs> Anyways, I could I could ramble forever, but I think the other thing is that we all make investments in our business and some are to save money, some are to make more money, some are to save time. Um, and I think what you do probably uh, encompasses all three of those. I think so.
1: Yeah, I think so a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and peace of mind is priceless. We've, that's
0: definitely. <laughs> yes. Yes. So let's say someone's listening to this podcast and they're a photographer and they're wondering, am I ready to bring Tiffany and her team into my business? When do you think someone should start to make moves? and think about working with you guys, whether it's in a course format or the done for you services.
1: I mean, really honestly, even if they're just starting out the courses, the freebies, just getting that, that foundation of like, Hey, what am I looking at here? What do I need to be doing? Cause I put that stuff in order. What I find is we get a lot of like, like six or seven figure photographers who are like, just they're killing it. But at night they're like, Oh my God, like, I don't know anything about sales tax. I haven't done it in a year. Like, so I really think, I think it, obviously, but it's like the most important thing of your business. When you've decided like, I'm going to do this thing and I'm going to make money, then it's like, okay, well, I need someone to help me understand what I do with that money, how I'm going to pay taxes on that money. What things do I have to worry about as far as like the, the government, the state, all those things. And you know, a lot of people, I will say a lot of people get stuck in the CPA mindset. I am not a CPA. I am an EA, but CPAs can only practice in their own state. So I think a lot of people get confused. Like I have to find the CPA in my state. Well, I would say, and and not just photographers, but I would say look up tax professionals, EA, uh, Google that if you don't know what it is, because that's somebody who's going to have a lot more tax knowledge than a CPA, and find somebody that works with your industry. I mean, I have definitely started to notice people niching down further and further in my industry as well. And so then you're able to find somebody who is really familiar. A lot of CPAs are very generalized, and therefore, you don't really feel supported because they're just kind of checking the boxes. So just, I guess my big awareness is there's more than CPAs out there. EAs can do the same thing. Actually, they can do a little bit more. So, but I just, I'm trying to go back to your question here. Yeah. Yeah. I just, I really think that, you know, at at any point, it doesn't hurt to get started at least thinking, okay, what are the taxes that I need to be paying my business? What, you know, I, that's why I always start with the sales tax guide because I want photographers right off the bat to be aware of that. Because that is the biggest pain point that too many people realize later on. And states, that's how they make most of their revenue. So you bet when they figure that out, it's not pretty.
0: (laughs) No, I know a photographer who had a very painful experience with that. And to your point, I think that's why working with someone who specializes in your industry can help you sidestep a lot of challenges, right? If you were a generalist, you wouldn't have this extensive state-by-state sales tax guide for photographers.
1: And And I think that's to be said for any business. Like, if you can really really niche down, which I'm going to tell you my story. I did not do that. I, I started, I was doing everyone. Then I sort of went all remote. I was doing a little local stuff. And then I was like, okay, creative entrepreneurs, because like, there's so many, but I'm like, literally creative entrepreneur is the biggest category of anything in the world right now. It is literally creatives (laughs) and entrepreneurs, which are two (laughs) huge categories just dumped together. I remember trying to filter out people with my application process and I would get plumbers saying they were creative entrepreneurs because I only realized <laughs> only creative entrepreneurs know they're creative entrepreneurs. Everyone else doesn't know what that is. Oh my but, God, I'm dying. <laughs> but the point was that I was still just working with photographers and how this came to be was actually I'm, I have a Peloton. So someone in my local Peloton group messaged me and was like, are you an accountant? And I was like, yes, why? And she's like, we have a rising tide meeting and we were wondering if you would talk to us about sales tax. I tried to get out of this every way that I could because I do not like talking in front of people. I was like, I work for myself, so I can sit at a computer and live my quiet little life. Uh, (laughs) And I ended up making it. I had to Uber there. My car was in the shop. And I ended up walking away with like five clients that night that I still have that are photographers because I remember the moment that I said to them, I was talking about sales tax. I'm in New York. And so somebody had brought it up and I was like, I had been doing a lot of research on it because I'm here and I had a lot of people that were asking me and they all just looked at me like, what are you even talking about? And I was like, oh my God, I just felt like, so like, I need to help them all right now. All the photographers, (laughs) that's it. And so there was a point where I did the creative entrepreneur, like sort of in my logo and I was still kind of just taking on photographers. And then I actually made the move, it was September before COVID, so right before all this kind of started happening, and I just made it for photographers, and I just like, I don't know, I just clenched my fist and was like, oh my God, here we go, let's see what happens, and I've never looked back, like, this is the best thing I've ever done, and that's because I'm just able to serve deeper and better and be, I'm even more confident in what I can teach them and how I can help them, and it, it... I would tell anyone, and I try to get people all the time, like they'll tell me, I have other accountant friends. I'll be like, look, if you like working with health spas, you need to do health spas. You need to do all health spas, all you do, because you're the expert and you can help them in it. You can streamline your own business. You can streamline process for them, but
0: it's scary. <laughs> yeah. There's always pushback on that. It's it's very common, but not only does it make delivery easier um, on the fulfillment side of things, but your marketing probably got oh, so much easier. Yes.
1: And that's when I realized, and I still need to get better, but like I'm like my audience lives on Instagram. That is a pretty place. It's a pretty picture place. You can look at all the neat things and it's like, I will tell you, my my son is 19, so I had to have him show me. I'm like, how do I do all this? <laughs> I mean, and, you know, he laughs at me and I'm like, Stop. <laughs> you know. But the thing is, like, it really is easier to talk to them. And the thing I love about it is, so I, one of my own clients does all of my shoots and I do one every quarter. And I know that investing in my business and how my business, I mean, I know photographers are my audience. Like they are attracted to beautiful lighted picture. Like I need to have that be the message I send them. Can you imagine if I just had what most accounting sites are like stock photos of handshakes? Like I'm like, I can't have this.
0: If even, by the way, if yeah. even. And I'll
1: tell you, there was a time when I was building my site and I actually, I'm very creative too. So I, I definitely am hard to work with in that aspect, I think, because I definitely have had to push back and say, I'm like, no, I want these pictures. I want cursive in my logo. I can have cursive in my logo. I'm a real person. And they're like, but you're an accounting firm. I'm like, no, you don't get to tell me what I am. <laughs> you know, so um, I definitely have strugg- struggled to, I see the brand that I have and I want, that's what I want, but I've struggled with a lot of people to let me have
0: it. and I don't know why, but they want to fit you in this like yeah. accounting box. Yeah. That's interesting. So I was going to ask you and I'm I'm kind of going off on a um, side tangent here, but I was going to ask you if you have quarterly shoots or, or regular shoots with a photographer because your photos are so beautiful on Aww, Instagram. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> she's, she's
1: one of my clients here. And I, I, I try to do quarterly. Um, I th- the first year, I the first time I did them, I was like, "Oh my god, why didn't I never do this before?" But then we started doing social media, and I was like, "Okay, it's really repetitive. Like we need to have more things to choose from." And I've had a lot of fun with like you know getting into it. I always find like some snarky you know shirt or something you know different that's on brand for me, and I love that part. And she and I know each other so well now that it's I look forward to it. It's like one of the best afternoons each quarter. <laughs>
0: I bet. Plus, you kind of get to like get out from the computer, yeah. but not be super social. <laughs> and it kind of is. I
1: don't know if the word's meta to describe this, but she's my client, so she knows what my clients want to
0: see, and then she helps me. It's like this weird circle, and it just works out so well. So, and it's really fun to not just have someone as a client, but to also be their client. I yeah. feel like it helps you understand things more t- too. Totally.
1: Because we talk all kinds of shop like during during the shoot, and I I'm able to come away with like. Things you know, you sometimes we don't realize like even how our systems or maybe our processes might come across to our client. Like we think it's great and organized, and I've definitely had reflection on like, oh well, I see how they could feel overwhelmed by that or something. And I feel like feedback too is like huge. Like I want feedback. I I send my clients quarterly um, client questionnaires every quarter. I want to know what they're happy with, what they're not happy with. Because if you don't invite people to tell you what they're not happy with, they never will. Or when they do, it's too late. (laughs)
0: Yeah. Or they're, they're already gone. (laughs) So, okay. So you hinted at your evolution, um, at least in terms of your target audience, but I'd love to know, like, why did you start this business and what did that look like? Why did I, well, I've always been an entrepreneur.
1: I mean, used to be, you know, I lived in an apartment complex, you know, I had a car wash every Sunday. Like I used, I've always done something and I don't know where I came into liking accounting, I actually ran a daycare when my son was little. I grew up in daycare. My mother and my grandmother do, do daycare. My mother still does. And I did it for a short time. My husband was in Navy and I did my own bookkeeping, which I loved. And then I was like, hmm, I should do this. And so I ended up going to college, you know, later in life than most people. And I already was I'd always loved accounting anyway. Like in high school I took an don't laugh, but I took like an elective that was accounting 101. And I like I had 102%. <laughs> I love that. class. my And, you know, it's kind of weird, because then I went to corporate America, and I was working for other people. And, and I'm, I am just a very, I don't know, there's a lot of negative people out there in corporate cubicles. And I couldn't deal with that. So I remember actually, also don't laugh, but I had foot surgery. Me and Tab, we made a business plan and I was like, I am never going back to work. I am going to work for myself. I don't know why I'm doing this. And um, I did. I took a leap. I'll never forget the day that I quit my job and I sat in my car with like the biggest relief was like, I don't ever have to deal with these people ever again. Like I don't have to be here. And I started this, but I actually was working with a, a business consultant. So he was bringing me in to do the bookkeeping for a bunch of b- local businesses that he was helping sort out. And then I got a call from my QuickBooks certification listing uh, for a client, didn't realize that. And then from there, I was like, well, I could do this without this guy. I could do my own thing. And it's really just, it really super has evolved. I, I, it blows my mind every day. I mean, I have a team, I'm in the, I'm in the midst of hiring a sixth person on my team and I'm thinking, I never thought I would ever be here. And my team is like my family. And I think, how did I ever do this alone? But it's just, it is, it's, I don't know. It's one of those magical things when you can find what you, what fulfills you. And I feel like people get that confused with money there. I mean, if if money brought you happiness, there would be, I mean, there's so many celebrities who are millions of dollars and they're not happy, but there was definitely a point in my business where I was like, I'm doing all the things. I'm checking the boxes. I'm taking the courses. I got the business coach. I'm doing the things. But like, all I do is work and you just have to find. And I think part of that is the niche, right? This allowed me, I'm an accountant, but you know what I do? I build courses. I teach. I facilitate a Facebook group. I do, I do things that other accountants don't really do. And it's not a real job anywhere else. Like I just invented it.
0: That's so cool.
1: (laughs) I mean, it's, I think about it. I'm like, nobody does what I do. And what I do is such a mixed thing, but they all go together. But I don't, it's just not a thing anywhere.
0: No, it's like, what would you tell people? Like I educate photographers about money and taxes like I mean that would be it's kind of like you know when you take those quizzes when you're like in high school and you don't know what to do and it like puts you in this box and you're like that's not me I feel like you're you're in this box where it's like this is totally me and I like
1: I feel like I'm in the box but I like took out some walls and I like painted it my own color (laughs) yeah and and I think that's important I I think people get a, I I really just think it comes, it's a money mindset. I really do. I think there's this part in life where you sort of feel like, well, I have to make money to pay the bills and do the thing. And even almost like people think they have to hate what they do in order to be like, I'm doing the right thing. Like I'm supposed to go to work nine to five and hate it. That's part of life. Like whoever told us that not okay.
0: (laughs) Yeah. I, you know, I, I resonate with that. I had my own corporate career before this 11 years ago and I hated every minute of it. (laughs) Learned a lot, but I hated every minute of it. And honestly, if you look at corporate America today
1: is they are seeing that change even now with the remote working, like a lot of companies are like selling their buildings Are like, okay, people are happier at home. They can work from home. Like they're just catching up with the rest of the entrepreneurs who are out here killing it. That's
0: very true. (laughs) And I just want to say, when you said, don't laugh at your 102% (laughs) uh, grade, I was just impressed because I, failed accounting. Well, I just want you to China. know that was like, that was, I love that great. Cause I love that
1: class, but you're looking uh, look at C's and D's are in degrees, but I'm telling you what I loved
0: accounting. <laughs> yeah, no, I think that's amazing. And like, so impressive. I'm like, how did she do that? I really struggled. I just that did all, class, the extra, so.
1: all the extra credit. Like <laughs> it was very neat because we had simulations and they had like real like ledger paper. Like, I just remember thinking this is the coolest thing ever. Like, I don't know. It's not how it's really done these days. Now it's all computer, but still very cool.
0: Yeah, super cool. So you hinted at this a little bit. And part of the reason why we have this podcast is so other business owners can learn from amazing people like you who kind of what's working for them, what's not. And hear a little bit about your journey, because I think sometimes, just like you hinted at with kind of accounting firms, people think there's only one way to market or only one way to be an accountant or only one way to get their business in front of other people. And I kind of want to just inspire our audience to think outside the box a little bit. So you mentioned niching down was really important for you, but I'd love to know now a little bit about how you get in front of new people. And you've kind of talked about Instagram and Facebook groups, but maybe you could dive into that a little bit more. This
1: is a question I was thinking about here because I mean, I will tell you my Facebook group has grown so much and most of it is word of mouth, but you know, and I, so I'd have to say, I go live in that Facebook group every Friday. I answer questions. I talk to them about whatever it is. I have recently created this group so that, or set this group so that when they they submit questions, I have to approve them this way I can stay on top of them and give them a full thought out answer. Um, So when you join there, it's like a library of things. And I just feel like kind of, it's like, doing what I do deeply because then other people are like telling other people, but we do have Instagram. And I know that Instagram is where, you know, most of my audiences and I try, and I know I need to, I know face to camera and talking, I do it on the lives so easy. I don't know why I don't just jump on Instagram and do these things. I try to do some like teaching on there in the reels. Um, because for me, I always think about me, like, What is it that draws me to certain people? I love and follow and adore all this. And and I love it. And I I dissect that all the time. Like, what is it about them? It's like, I love that. I feel like they're authentic because everyone preaches so many things these days. Like, you know, you're in the same world I'm in. Yeah, and I yeah. don't even think my husband can understand this world, but it's like, you know, it's the FOMO. And then it's a, everybody's doing this TikTok. And I'm like, what does that TikTok have to do with what I teach? I feel like I'm going to waste <laughs> time trying to do this TikTok, which I will admit I have done. And my son was like, really, mom, you're doing this? And I'm like, look at, it, I'm trying to do the thing. But I'm like, when I feel called to a TikTok, and I feel like, okay, that's, yeah, that's the thing. And I, I think it's really just being authentic to yourself. You know, part of that niching down is like, starting to really know your audience and knowing how you connect with them and how you make them feel. And it's the relationships, it's the caring, it's, you know, you can ha- sell a million courses in a launch, but if you don't really connect those people, like I know all the people that are in my course, I know the same faces and names. It's really, and that's that fulfilling thing I was talking about earlier when you find that spot. And I really think it's all kind of driven by your niche. Cause you could do, I don't care what you do. You could be, uh, I don't know. I'm trying to make up something crazy, like a car mechanic. But if you just help everyone, you're helping everyone. But what if you specialize in that one thing, then you do the thing you love and you like do it so well, everyone loves you for it and you have these great relationships. So, I mean, a lot of it, it really is, is word of mouth, which is, I've been very lucky. Um, a lot of other Facebook groups and I will reach out to those other Facebook group owners and say, you know, connect with them. Maybe there's something we could collaborate on. Um, Because we obviously have people coming from that group to this group. They were looking for answers there. So, you know, that's a good connection.
0: I think what you share is so beautiful and in full transparency, part of the reason why I invited you on here is that when you have specified and who you serve, marketing becomes a lot easier.
1: It's hard. I still get the occasional. Like I got a, a guy the other day and he was like, I'm I do pressure washing and I love all your stuff and do and I feel so bad. And I always wish that, you know, and I try to when I can have a referral when I can't help somebody, but I'm like I I'm sorry. And I just have to stick to, uh, unfortunately we don't because we can serve our clients deeper and better by specializing in just photographers. And like, even with a Facebook group, I get a lot of people trying to join it, like other accountants and stuff. You know what? I I hope to have like a coaching program, maybe next year or something where I can help other accountants, like do this similar niching down thing. But I have to say for the integrity of the group, I'm like, I gotta keep it to photographers so that it's the mission stays what it was. It's, But I really think that um, it takes a lot of energy. It's exhausting to pretend you're something that you're not or to try to be what everyone else is. And when you find yourself and you just be yourself and hey, I'll put this out there. I did just turn 40. So maybe it's this time, maybe this is a 40 thing where like all of a sudden it all is clear. But when you do that, everything else is so easy and you can love your clients and you can know, you can feel what the right ones are and, and you can be yourself. And I think the biggest thing is, being yourself so much that anyone who wouldn't want to work with you doesn't even, they just go away. They don't,
0: they're just, they just move on. They, they slide right past you. <laughs> yeah. There's nothing more painful than taking on the wrong type of client. Oh, We all do it. You think the money is going to be worth it or whatever. And you and always know like, in, in the beginning. Not. You always yeah. <laughs> know. Six months later, you're like, I
1: knew it. <laughs> like, never again. Well, yeah. But it's, it
0: is, it is. Yeah. And you, you mentioned that like you're more confident in the niche now. But I do want to normalize that when you're just starting out, you're just trying to put food on the table or trying to pay the bills. And so you're taking whatever you can get. And that evolution of niching down is a very common one.
1: True. And and I think the thing is, is start doing a lot of that, whatever it is you do with whoever you're doing it with. And then you just start taking notes. Like, what is it about this particular client I like so much? Or what is it? And, And I actually, this was maybe like six or seven years ago, this one lady I heard, I, I can't remember her name, but she was saying, you, you should like make a list of your clients. And then you have to think like, you know, how they make you feel, how is your relationship with them? And like, you know, would you work for them for a dollar or would you, or and would you work for them for a million dollars? And if the, if you, if you, if you had to keep working with them for a million dollars and you, it just makes your stomach turn, like that's not the one. Right. And if you'd work for them for a dollar, then that's the one, you know, then you can kind of start saying what's like, what's in common? Like what, because a niche doesn't have to be specific, like photographers. It could be, it could be, and it could be even really, really specific, right? Because it could be something like.
0: Sales tax for photographers. Yeah, That's yeah. The only thing like I you can
1: even go even further. And I almost feel like it sounds crazy. I feel like the deeper and more specific you go, the bigger, the deeper your audience is. Like. Cause that's all you do. And everyone's going to come to you. And I find too, like, do you, when people, you know, hear about me or I get their application, sometimes they'll say, oh, I'm talking to some other CPAs, but I'm like, who do you think they're going to go with? Somebody who just spent that 30 minutes face to face with them, who does this for other photographers, who knows what they're doing, who's going to give them a whole team versus somebody who doesn't say anything about photographers. Like, you know what I mean? They don't know that industry at all. They they can do some stuff. And, And I think that's for anything. Like, I'm going to pick somebody who's special. It's hard for me to find people who specialize in photography or accountants. I get myself mixed up as Yeah,
0: <laughs> But
1: it is. Like, for website design, I've struggled through all this. And so maybe if anyone's listening, that's a niche that needs to be filled because branding for me was a pain in the butt because I'm not creative. I'm an accountant. Like, nobody would let me have a brand like I wanted. Like, it's just, it was weird. So I struggle with that. Like, not having people that do things for me. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, I I remember when I moved to Colorado, you know, um, I am working with a CPA, not an EA, which is a good note for me, but I remember looking around and being like, who, like, I'm looking at these websites for accountants and I'm like, who designs these? These are horrible. They're like (laughs) Like the crustiest sites. Like, I feel like
1: they just give the whole industry this like really stuffy thing. I hate it. But yeah, and I've always, I mean, I used to be website design. I used to do website design on the side. Like that's what I used to love. Yeah. And so I don't know, maybe I thought I was pickier the most, but I, I don't think that they're very
0: attractive. <laughs> they don't give the best first impression, but that's my own opinion as a marketer. But I think there's this concept of marketing, not mine. That is basically there's three types of business growth. It could be sales-led growth, meaning you have a sales team that's pushing really hard. It could be customer-led growth or audience-led growth, meaning people are talking about you and organically filling up your services, offers, etc. Or there's kind of marketing-led growth where you're doing a really hard push for marketing, things like launches, that sort of thing. And I think in an ideal world, your marketing doesn't have to do all everything for you. Like it, to have that customer audience led growth, I think can really come on the back end of niching down, which is exactly what you described as I was thinking about this, but like this is just kind of all everyone talks about it and they join and they find me and it's awesome, you know? And I just think that's a really beautiful place to be as a business owner.
1: It's like, you know, people will say like you have a million Instagram followers, but if only 100 people there are really people that have bought from you or that want to learn from you, they, they don't matter. And I will tell you, you, I just had a huge epiphany. I, like I said, I had that um, complete tax collection launch last week. We just closed the doors. I think on Monday, and I just had the biggest launch I've had so far. And I just was like, "Holy crap! We you, did you not use okay." I'm like, uh. <laughs> I'm like, we didn't use Facebook ads for the first time ever. I that was nothing. I was like, that was literally my email list, and that was my Facebook group, and that was me telling everyone about it. And everyone, and every time I answer questions in my group, I always answer fully what they need help with. And I give them resources. I give them a few few options that have to do with my paid stuff and my free stuff so they can go see what there is around the thing that I just answered for them that goes into more detail. So like they're aware of it. And I I couldn't believe it. I couldn't believe it. And I, I'm still blown away because i spent thousands in, in Facebook ads. And I'm not even sure what I get. I don't, even, I don't even know what I get from them. With all those changes they made, I can't even tell.
0: Yes, a uh, common problem right now. But first of all, I just want to celebrate that. That's freaking awesome. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm, and it's exciting because I'm like, that kind of is sort of validating and like, okay,
1: this is the thing. And I've already gotten a few people who've messaged me who've gone through like the one course already. And they're like, oh my God, this is amazing. And I'm like, oh, like, I love that because this is accounting. This is bookkeeping. This is, ta- this is something people hate. It's not like they're learning something like new, new photography thing they love. They're learning something they hate.
0: <laughs> <But> like, <laughs> this is great. It's like double great. Oh, I think that's so beautiful. And when you, I think when you have your marketing more figured out and you've done all this experiments and you've done all this niching down and you've done all this great foundational, like really hard legwork, then launching can become easier. And I just think that's a really fun place to operate from because launching can be so stressful. Oh my God.
1: (laughs) And everything just (laughs) went to evergreen with this launch because I'm like, here's my other thing is I'm tired of going, Oh my God. Like, the person has this question and I'm like, everything they need is right there. But I, and I have them go get on a wait list. Like I know. So I'm like, I just want it all evergreen. Maybe I'll do promo pricing from time to time. But I would love for that to be there for them because when they come here, they're in a place. And just like myself, maybe you can agree. If I'm scrolling at 2 a.m. and I find something I want, I want it here and I want it right now. I don't want to get on a wait list or I don't want to like get on a webinar that's next Wednesday at two o'clock and I'm not going to make it. You know, I hate that. So I'm all about on demand right here, right now. It's how I run my webinars and things. I just you want to catch somebody when they are in the moment of wanting the thing.
0: Yes. And when they want to solve the problem, you don't want them. You don't want to falsely engineer like, hey, you need my thing, but you don't actually. And I think sometimes that's 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 the downfall of launches is, Oh, that sounds really exciting, sexy, whatever. Yes, I need that. But it's like, I might have too much going on to really take advantage of it. Or now it's not really the right time. But I was worried I wouldn't be able to purchase this for another year or whatever it is. Right. So I think launching has a place in a business. But for you to move to an evergreen model with periodic promotions, I think is super smart.
1: Yeah. And the thing is, too, I hate this idea, too. Like I'm always friend, like, we all know by now, if we're going on a webinar, they have <laughs> like, I'm not playing games with anyone. I'm like, I'm going to tell you all about, you know, master your bookkeeping at the end, if you want to stay like, I, I don't want to, I hate that. Like, I know that too. Like the people that I follow, the webinars I go on is because I'm after the thing. Like, I'm like, I want that thing. I know she's going to talk about it in detail. I want to know how much it is. Like, I'm not messing around anymore. It's the, the the world has changed, but I feel like for so long, there was this whole hype and build up and it is exhausting for me. And I think
0: it's exhausting for the, for your audience. <laughs> yes. Yes. I was just on a call with a client before this and we were running through their webinar and we were kind of talking through the language. And I was like, we're not going to do the same old, like you have two options. You can commit now a hundred percent or, you know, and I was like, no, I don't think your audience is going to like that so much. Let's, let's rewrite this formula a little bit and do it in a way that's a little more palatable for who you're serving. And I think
1: we're like at a point where everybody knows now, like they're they're you're keen to it they're like okay so and and they're gonna follow who they follow it's different i kind of think about like back in the day of when mlm started people didn't know but now everyone knows like and the same thing with this now everyone knows okay whatever launches what are digital courses but it's still mind-blowing to me that you can take something you know anybody, anywhere. I don't care who it is. I don't care if he went to college. I don't care. And my son's in college. He's going to finish. So I think he can hear me. But uh, <laughs> the point is you can take something and you can teach and share it with other people and people will pay you because you know what you're talking about because you would live through it. You did it. And anything. I don't care if it's dealing with grief. It is like there's a million topics. And I frankly would rather learn from someone like that. Like I almost feel like Dare I say, like college is going to change with everything happening now? And like anybody, anybody can do this. So I just think if anyone's on the fence or thinks that they don't have anything to offer, um, you do. Everybody has something.
0: I freaking love the online education industry. Like, I'm like, I need to, to all learn day. something. Like, yeah. <laughs> I'll spend college. I need to go learn something cool. Let me go find someone who knows it. Let me learn from the comfort of my own home, on my own time, at my own pace. Like. And not, not have to get graded for it. <laughs> yeah. And there's something different when you're learning to, to, it's it. You're right. That
1: is totally, yeah. I never thought of it like that. It's the approach too. It's like, I want this knowledge or I'm trying to fill this gap or I want to get to this next place. And it doesn't have to always be business, but it's like, you know, crazy to think that you go to school for the grade you go to school for the test. Like it doesn't really teach you life skills. Like there's just so many things that online education, I think is the next thing it's, it's amazing. And I think there's a word for it. They have, it's called, um, self-educated. No, there's some kind of thing I've been seeing everywhere now. I think that's the word where they're talking about. People are just teaching themselves everything through the internet.
0: Yeah. And certainly there's a time and place I'm sure for college, you have an MBA. So you can't be a doctor. I mean,
1: right, you can't be a doctor, but there's definitely things, you know, and tons of like, Um, personal care, like just therapy or like learning how to, you know, journal or, I mean, there's just so many life enhancing things that make you better at everything else that you can learn from someone else.
0: And when you're the teacher, being able to serve people around the globe who are really interested in what you're doing or around the States, I think is so cool to your point earlier, where you're like, I basically teach photographers. (laughs) <laughs> their numbers and their taxes, and I just think it's the coolest thing in the world, and so empowering as a teacher. Um, there's nothing worse than like teaching a class where no one's interested, right? And uh, <laughs> you're forcing them to I learn. About, like, I never
1: thought I would be a like. It's weird to hear that word, teacher. But then I was like, well, I definitely love playing school. That was my favorite thing when I was little. Like, <laughs> my grandma did daycare. Like I said, I was always older, yeah. so I was always teaching. And I'm like, you just made me have a life epiphany. I'm like, hmm, look at that. <laughs> There
0: you go. But
1: you also learn when you teach. You learn things deeper when you teach because then you get that feedback and you're like, oh, that's, you know, let me think about that. That's a good question. And you go deeper and it's it's really, it's a back and forth thing teaching. And I think, um, you know, you can serve the next one even
0: better and better because you're getting all that feedback. And not to knock the traditional teaching industry, but you can get paid a whole lot better teaching online than oh my goodness. you can oh my <laughs> in the goodness. traditional teaching route. No, it's
1: true. And- you know, you're usually more passionate about something.
0: Yes, you know, and not not dealing with the same level of bureaucracy that comes yes. with that. Yes, yes. So, Tiffany, I so appreciate you sharing more about your marketing system, telling us all about your amazing business. And so, if you had to give one piece of advice to another business owner who's working on their marketing and growing their business, what might it be?
1: I want to cry. <laughs> like I feel like if I was talking to me back in the day, it's everything you have is already within you. It is but I think a lot of us think that we have to find externally this thing. And if you feel like there's something you want to do, do it. Guess what? There's no such thing as a wrong decision. You just make a next one. And I think that is my biggest epiphany. Probably in the last two years, I have realized life keeps moving. So yeah, I would say everything you have is within you. Trust yourself, move forward, even if it, you feel like it's the wrong thing, because you'll find out and then you make the next decision. And being an entrepreneur is not for the faint at heart, but at the same time, it is the most rewarding thing you'll ever do.
0: I'm trying not to tear up over here. <laughs> okay.
1: Um, it's, it's been a crazy couple of years. And I just, I truly have been in a place. I think I think my business has helped. But it's mentally, I just feel like everything you have it, you know, we look for it for so long. And I don't know, again, if at 40, someone, te- you know, the button gets turned on in your brain that says,
0: <laughs> hey, guess what, you had
1: it all along. But I mean, it really is. and I And I see a lot of people get distracted by what everybody else is doing. But it's, it's like, it's, it's like when you hunker down into who you are and what you want to do and who you serve, you build this foundation for yourself. Nobody can rock. Like, it's just, it's amazing. You know, I told my husband the other day, I scared him. I was like, if I just decided to get rid of one whole part of my business and just do online courses, I could, and he's like, what, uh, what's happening? And I'm like, no, I'm just saying I have a plan B, C, D, and E. Like this whole thing could be turned into eight different ways. Like you just build this foundation
0: for yourself and you will always figure it out love that Tiffany I almost want to end there but I can't <laughs> <laughs> because I thought I that's why we're asking. having that silent moment like, like <laughs> with my closing thoughts <laughs> it is it is and I would just love for you to share with everyone where they can go to ah uh, yes
1: yes Honestly, everything is on my website. So bastionaccounting.com. It's B-A-S-T-I-A-N accounting.com. Longest thing I could figure out because I don't know if I have to spell the whole word or have to spell accounting too, but bastionaccounting.com. I have, you know, on the menu you've got learn with us, work with us, and meet us. So all three things are there. When you learn with us has all the freebies, all the courses, all the various things, and work with us goes to the process of one-on-one
0: services beautiful. And I have all those links in the show notes. Thank you so much, Tiffany, for all your amazing knowledge. Thank you for having me. Heck yeah. You just finished another episode of the Marketing That Generates podcast. I hope you found a few takeaways that you can put into action right away. If you want more on today's episode, head over to marketingthatgenerates.com for show notes, links, bonus resources, and related episodes. Plus, if you're looking to connect with other amazing business owners just like you, be sure to join my free community. You can get access at marketingthatgenerates.com. Thanks for listening, and I'll meet you back here next week.